Oh hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation, episode number 15. As usual, I am joined by my co-host, Nick, and Lauren. Oh, you guys are so, so <laughs> to the point this time. Uh, but we're episode 15, it's been a couple weeks, we took a little break with the holiday season, and what that means, it's now 2022. Happy New Year, guys. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's actually the first time I've heard anybody make that <laughs> reference. I'm surprised. Yeah, it's a perfect time for it. Look yeah, at that. I can't take credit. I saw somebody else do it. Uh, well, you could have. I didn't see it. So, but I can't far as take I credit. <sighs> but you know, yeah, so much integrity. Fit. <laughs> <laughs> it fits. Do not acquit. <laughs> Oh yeah, and I think I forgot to say that I'm Joe, uh, and we are the crew of East Carolina Beer and Brewing, and Secondary Fermentation, our podcast. Uh, you know, in episode 15, I feel like that's a little mini milestone. You know, it's it's not quite yeah. 20, but it's more than 10. Some might say it's halfway in between 10 and 20. And a quarter to 60. And a quarter to 60. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not really a, I don't think, a landmark for many people. No, no. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we got some exciting news. Nick and I do. Um, if you remember way back to our episode about the Cicerone program. Ciceroni Jabronis. Ciceroni Jabronis. Uh, Nick and I made a pledge that we would become Cicerone certified beer servers by the end of the year. And we did it. Uh, if you saw, if you follow us on Instagram, you probably saw that we got our certified beer server and we took our exams like with one day left of, of yep. 2021 and we stayed true to our promise so we are now certified beer servers how was that Thank experience you. nick well it was good um yeah we mentioned it first back in october um so a couple months ago we gave ourselves a couple months like two and a half months to get it done mm-hmm. and uh Really waiting for everything. Last I, I, I'm really good under the gun, so <laughs> <laughs> down to the wire. I just uh, do my best work. So uh, yeah, but uh, no, it was. Uh, I think it was better not to just rush into it. I mean, give ourselves the full time. Yeah, and it worked out. We both passed. We were just doing more beer research, drinking beers, yeah. doing podcast episodes. And I'd like to take note that I did not fail. I have not yet tried. <laughs> Yeah, Lauren didn't uh, make the pledge. So, yeah. But after seeing our success, she's... I just want a cool certificate. Kept feeling the... The, oh, no. the way the bragging rights. The she bragging the rights. FOMO, maybe. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Got beer podcast FOMO. And to go behind the counter and serve myself. Mm-hmm. Not that you guys <laughs> actually did that, but... So, yeah, I, th- I think uh, giving ample time for research with, uh, you know, the different items on the, the syllabus for the exam... Um, watching some of the Cicerone videos on YouTube was really monumental for, for prep, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Name, one of the master Cicerones. Uh, no, the, yeah, it's right on, it's on the Cicerone series, yeah, website, too. It's a really good series if you want to just yeah. even learn about beer because it really went into a bunch of stuff and actually kind of went through the syllabus for the certified beer server exam. So. Oh, yeah, it was perfect. I mean, it, it covered everything, I think, and there was a disclaimer that it was going to be, um, you know, you'd still need to do your own prep or studying outside of the videos. Um, but I think they got you pretty well prepared. I mean, pretty much everything in there was yeah, on the, on the exam and, and some of the things. So did you think it was harder than you anticipated or? Yeah. Uh, or I guess I could say I was maybe a little less prepared than I thought I was going to be. Um, 
Oh, uh, Master Cicerone, Neil Witte. Neil uh, Witte, yeah. yes. Yeah, so Neil, Neil did a, a big uh, multi-part series, so check that out on the Cicerone YouTube channel if you're interested in mm-hmm. just learning or, or prepping for the, the certified beer server exam. Um, I think the biggest surprise to me, and, and we've talked about this a little bit, was um, the amount of detail you need to know about beer styles. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we, we do our own beer tasting. We, we evaluate on our own scale that is very similar to what the BJCP uses for tasting and evaluating. Um, but a little looser. Knowing... Yeah. yeah. We're not like, this is this style, so it needs to fit these criteria. Like, there was a lot of information from like that BJCP style guy that's like the IBU should be this and the SRM should be this and Mm -hmm. uh it should feature this and this so we have like a loose adaptation of that but so maybe we should focus more on that and and try rating beers on that that level and see yeah like maybe like yeah how they how they stack up in their style you know if if it's a a pale it's like is it the right color is it maybe a bit dark is it a little more perceived bitterness than you'd find in that style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was, that was, I think the biggest challenge and, and in a good way, I think it was, um, the most fun to learn about, even though it was the most challenging when it came to answering questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause some of them are pretty similar styles, yeah. you know, if you're thinking about different types of pilsners or different things like distinguishing from those, it's sometimes minute characteristics, but I thought it was a, a good learning experience for sure. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff I thought was kind of a bit, common sense if you just if you have no experience even serving beer which i don't have besides you know, home experience yeah um, but just as far as like care for for beer once it's been kegged you know proper proper pouring which we've done yeah uh, episodes on, on pouring techniques but just, a little bit of customer service yeah it, <laughs> it's like you know don't serve a customer a broken bottle like <laughs> who would have thought <laughs> um, smash them with it but then you get stuff like, hey, you know, here's a beer that's, you know, straw gold to, you know, light brown in color. And, well, it's, it's not white. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, straw gold to like, you know, a, a golden rod. And then it's, uh, you know, moderate to elevated ABV. And then it's, uh, you know, perceived bitterness is low. Like, so you, you get those criteria and then you Pick have to a guess beer. what style of beer yeah. that is. That, those were... Challenging, fun, and I, I think I probably missed the most questions when it came down to like the, the end. And I don't know what the right answers were because they don't actually give you that. I think in an effort to like, yeah keep things a little bit out. more. Yeah, exactly. Because it is a paid exam, and it, I mean it. Um, I mean it's it's a very legitimate thing, despite what my mom said. <laughs> I sent I it to my family, and I I said here, you know, because you can get a digital certificate once you pass. Um, you can print off your PDF, mm-hmm. get lapel pins. So I sent the digital image to my family and said, "Hey, I, you know, I, I passed this exam that I think I had mentioned before to them, but maybe I hadn't." <laughs> and my mom's response was, "Is this legit?" I said, "Yeah, I paid seventy bucks or sixty nine bucks for it." So <laughs> I photoshopped your certificate. I know. Well, she's not supposed to say that on the air. So, so sorry. So, don't so sorry. Don't say that. Don't oh, the mic's on. Dang it. Yeah. Uh, Just kidding. Yeah, but the exam, yeah, you have to pay. It's like sixty nine bucks. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then. <laughs> Uh, and you have to get what seventy five percent to pass. Yeah, so oh, sixty wow. questions. So and you get one retake if you don't pass on the first attempt, which was kind of reassuring. I was hoping I didn't need to use it, uh, but if you don't pass within your second retake, then you have to pay again. You suck. Yeah. Then I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
you are not certified to serve beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because what's the stats? How many people are level one? Oh, about, what, 750,000 in the two. world. Mm-hmm. And how does that transcend to, like, as you go to level two and three? About, what, 4,200 that are level... So level two is the... So with a level one is the certified beer server. You can't really... You can't say that you're a Cicerone yeah. because level two is the certified Cicerone. And then you say, yes, sir, I am in fact a Cicerone. Cicerone. But of those people, there's only, what, 4,200 <laughs> 4, or so? Yeah, it was about 42. And then the level three is the advanced Cicerone, which is God. way more in-depth. Uh and that's what, like a hundred and fifty, yeah, or something like that. Let's look it up. Let me look the stats real quick. Yeah, you, you can see a trend here, it, how how difficult it gets, and also just I think you're you're gonna narrow out the amount of people that take the initiative to to ascend from level to level. Um, people that go from level you know level one to level two have a, an accelerated interest in beer, maybe either in the brewing industry or you know. Uh, Maybe you want to own uh, a tap room, or you want to be involved somehow more in depth, and that, and I think that certification will be monumental to those folks. Yeah, the advanced cicerones. I mean, they're they're working in probably a, oh, yeah, in, in, you know, very prestigious positions in the craft beer industry. So yeah, and just looking at this, there's 121, 121 wow. advanced cicerones. Again, this is stats from. The first Google result, which is drinkingwithbeers.com. I don't know how up-to-date it is. It says copyright of 2021, but who knows that? But then, at that time, it says only 18 master Cicerones, which yeah. is extremely difficult to get. There's a good documentary on, oh, yeah. on what is it, Amazon Prime, so. uh, to watch. That, that goes through some of the story of that, but it's very challenging. But the, the hurdle for the next portion is that there's a tasting portion as well. Mm-hmm. And finding that... In person right now, it's probably a little more difficult, especially with COVID and stuff. Right. We were looking, there's one in, what, Raleigh? That's in the spring. Yeah. I don't know if that, that's enough time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because we are so two and a half months and... Waited to the last minute yeah, for everything. Got, got the level one, which I, I definitely think you can't just walk off the street and take this 60 question exam and pass it without prep i i know i could have prepared a little more and you know got my score a little higher but um also with the level two comes the the spike in the cost and so there there's a little more incentive to really know your stuff oh yeah i mean i wouldn't be thrilled having to spend another 69 dollars to take the exam again for level one but i mean if you're spending several hundred on yeah. level two and don't pass um that's that, a lot that more pain yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so we're on our road to Cicerone. It'd be yeah. really cool to get the certified Cicerone. Or Put that on of, your CV. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it has nothing to do with your... <laughs> nothing to do with work, but it would still be oh yeah, pretty cool to get that. And such a exclusive company, really. I mean, already being in, you know, two of 740-ish thousand people in the world, that's kind of cool. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the most exclusive club I'm part of. <laughs> Um, exclusive yeah because it's the world you're like oh seven hundred fifty thousand, but that's in the world which is kind of cool yeah so it's a worthwhile experience if you're interested in learning more about beer at least check out the content i'd say yeah and then if you want to commit to it and go to the level do it yeah i mean feel free to reach out to us too if you have any questions about the the process or the, the test i mean we won't give you any answers of course but um be happy just even just to shoot it up we, we got a couple nice comments from 
our followers on the Instagram post um, when we shared the news. So nice to see some other level one certified beer servers, uh, you know, reaching out. It seems like a very tight community and mm-hmm. that's just craft beer community in general, I think just very welcoming and um, willing to, to help out, to, to share and to, um, yeah, I know Max. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it was a good experience. I think overall, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad that we, didn't miss our deadline. Oh, I know, right? We were yeah, a little close, but I don't know. But yeah, you getting thirsty? Oh gosh, yeah, we went this long already without a beer. Lauren, are you getting thirsty? Well, I I uh, think it's time to crack a beer. Cracking up a beer and so got a bottle today, so sounds going to be a little bit different. Don't don't mind me if this is not quite as appealing. I'm I'm trying to salvage this cap. So hopefully, you heard that little release of carbonation as I'm trying to. Delicately pull off this Delicately cap. remove it. Surgical precision over here. We've got him. I really want to... Oh! oh! All right. I think it's okay. It looks good to me. Nice little Omegang. Yeah. Cap um, here from Cooperstown, New York. They have several of those. Yep. Omegang is uh, really nice. Uh, the beer is actually everything nice. Oh, everything <laughs> nice. Wow. Um, but they're a nice brewery. We've had a lot of their beers. Um, is so, there sugar and spice? Oh, actually, there is seasonal spices. Um, it's a strong blonde ale. So I've had this Ooh. in the fridge for a bit. Uh, got this at Jarvis Street uh, way back. It was probably November or so. Oh, so I've geez. had it for over a month. And I just the never Belgian. found the time to crack it. But yeah, Belgian it was, style blonde or American blonde? Uh, probably Belgian. Omegang is yeah. for their Belgian beers. And it's beers. 9% or so. Mm. That seems more of the Belgian blonde style. I actually some good... Uh, some good Belgians this weekend. Some like Belgian, uh, Durham. golden, strong, strong, strong like Belgian. Um, Based on the ABV. <laughs> so I hope the temps are right. We're supposed to serve us closer to 50, 50 degrees. degrees. Well, it's close to fifty degrees in here. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren won't put the heat on. Plus Ooh, what a quality pour. Ooh, a very good level pour. of carbonation. Roll that beautiful beer footage. AKA audio. Baked beans. Yeah, Lauren, you're usually not a fan of Belgian style beers, aren't you? You're not a big fan of those. Well, actually, you tell Belgians. me what flavor characteristics are in a Belgian beer. Prepping for your Cicerone exam. Estery. Mm-hmm. Yes, As- which are derived from what part of the process? The ester part. Does it come from the malt? The hops or the yeast? Um, deep in thought. Malt. Yeast. <laughs> yeah, yeast. <laughs> Malty yeast. You know, going going back to the Cicerone, I actually, um, sort of an opening, Ooh. eye-opening experience for me. Was it palate opening? <laughs> well, more, more palate mind, expanding. Mine at the orthodontist. Yeah. My palate has grown exponentially. Um, so I use estery a lot for just synonymous with like a, a hef or like a, mm-hmm. a banana flavor or aroma. But knowing now that you know, esters refers to any imparted fruit flavor. Fruit, yeah. Um, and you know, I think, the yeast. yeah. And one thing I think I learned was phenolic Phen- like that. Phenols, yeah. Yeah. That, that term, because this beer is definitely, I think has a lot of phenolic characters to it, you know, yeah. clove. Spice, strong aroma. Give it a sniff, Lauren. 
Yeah. And you smell. Full disclosure, yeah. there's natural and artificial flavor in here. But, what? Oh. Um, artificial. I don't put that artificial things in my body. Really? I don't. You don't? <laughs> well, here we go. So this Belgian strong ale here, we've got uh, this blonde is a nice kind of butterscotch gold color, but it's yeah. got a little bit of... Touch of haze. Yeah. It almost looks like a yeasty haze versus uh, like a protein. Kind of, you can be. see some yeast particles floating in suspension yep. if you hold it up to the light. Very bubbly. Uh, persistent, foamy yep. white head just sitting on top of the beer. Lauren took a sip and is making faces like she's going to die. I'm not going to die. I just don't like it. <laughs> What do you not like about it? <clears throat> that banana-y flavor. And it leaves like this in the back of my mouth. I don't know. Oh. That's weird. Describe it. Dry? I don't... It's Mouth hard. coating? It's weird. It's a flavor that lingers. It's got a little bit of astringency, but I think that's from the booziness of it. 9%. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a strong one. Um... I'm also getting a little bit on the nose some of that, like, in addition to the banana esters, uh, it's kind of like, I don't say bubblegum, because bubblegum can be an off, off smell or off flavor, but. It is a little bit bubblegummy, but like banana esters and bubblegum cloves yeah. and spice. It may just be kind of a, a sugar sweetness that I'm also getting that's kind of. I'm also getting alcohol on the nose, too. Alcohol. Ooh. Do you like smelling it better than you like tasting it? Astringency, yeah, for sure. It's not as pungent to my nose as it is to my taste buds. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a little sharper than I anticipated. Smelling it, it smells kind of light, but 9% just punches you. Yeah. I can see why you'd want to serve this a little warmer. Really open up the mm -hmm. aroma for it. Because if it's cold, I think it would tone down a lot of that the yeah. flavor. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we're close. It's probably not right at 50, but getting... Getting in the getting, Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, not what I expected looking at the bottle. I mean, I knew it was a, you know, a Belgian blonde, but I guess when you see this kind of like holiday label with the, you know, the holly on it and everything, I kind of... Like Argyle print. Yeah, I almost expected a bit more of a... This is about as dark as you're going to find probably for a blonde ale, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Perception, I guess, totally different than what I am seeing now. I like the look of it. I think it looks, it, to me, it almost looks like melted butterscotch. It just has, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a it heavy does not gold taste color. like that. Not at all. <laughs> Couldn't be farther from the taste. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this is just a very lively beer from like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Warm. Yeah. But it's like warm from a contribution of the alcohol and from the spices too. It's mm -hmm. like a spicy kind of sweet flavor yeah. to it. Still maintains nice. a pretty thin body too, though. Like mm -hmm. on it, it's... yeah, it's not like thick and syrupy or anything. It's light and bubbly with all that carbonation. You're not gonna finish yours, Lauren. You want some more, Lauren? <laughs> yeah, would you like some more? Would you wanna... Oh, it's okay. You got, you help yourself. I'll steal it. Thank you for your donation. Yeah, so everything nice is the beer today from Brewery Oma Gang in Cooperstown, New York. Cooperstown. Um, 
a good limited release uh, brewed from them. Uh, if you like strong Belgian beers with some spice character, check it out. I, I'm going to save this cap, put it in my little yeah my cap display that I'm working on. Oh, yeah. Fun little project I've had. A, uh, you I finished. Have you had a cap from New York yet? Well, so my my first one I did was like the Iowa silhouette board, and that one was like eighty eight caps. And mm. I did all different caps. It just didn't. I didn't handpick the breweries. I just wanted to make sure they were all different, um, including actually Joe's first homebrew. Oh yeah, which we used to cap back in the day. So I had him sign the plain gold caps. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> JD's first homebrew. Um, well, I had another one for my sister. That's just the a beer bottle shape that I haven't started. I think that one's about. 40 something cap slots mm. so i just started that um back in december when we did our advent calendar because we had a lot of bottles in the oh the yeah calendar so um i've got about four or five now i'm trying to just do all different ones again um it's kind of tough though because i feel like we don't get a ton of bottles anymore i feel like cans are the name of the game these days yep it'll be a slow process but that'll make it fun because i don't want to rush and fill it out and then then the game's over. So. Mm-hmm. Speaking of all different beers, we just were checking out our our uh, Untapped mm. 2021 year in review, which actually was sent from Untapped a couple weeks ago, what December 15th or yeah. something like that. But it's a fun little thing that shows all your stats for the year. It's almost like the you know Spotify Wrapped or whatever, <laughs> but it's for beer. It's great. Untapped wrapped. Oh, the Untapped wrapped. Missed opportunity. Unwrapped. Unwrapped. Mark Summers would be coming for him. You can't say that. Oh, and now uh, Alfonso Riviera is doing it too, right? Uh-huh. Carlton. He's doing Unwrapped 2.0. You gotta be kidding, really? Mm-hmm. So, Riviera comes in and just like gets all these gigs. Like he got the America's Funniest Home Video gig. Oh, yeah. After like Bob Saget and Tom Bergeron mm-hmm. and now he gets... Mark Summers' old job un- unwrapped. Yeah, it's kind of fishy. Next thing he's going to be hosting fishy. Uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Well, I don't know. They the still have it. that on? Yeah, I don't know. Because that went from like Regis to Meredith Vieira to Jimmy Kimmel was doing it for a bit. No, oh, I didn't even know that anyone even did it after oh, Regis. Oh, here's Pat Sajak. Here, he's, he's the next <laughs> pace, Pat Sajak. <laughs> next pace. Alfonso's <laughs> the new host of uh, Wheel, of Wheel of Fortune. Colin. Yeah. And he's going to be... Gosh, what's her name? Why can't I think of her name? Letter touching. Oh, Vanna. Yeah, Vanna White. Yeah. I can't do it all. But anyway, I digress. I'm sorry. How many beers did you get in 2021, Lauren? More than 2020. You got more than 2020 beers? (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Alcoholic. Then my 2020. So 2020 check-ins, I had 176. Okay. And then in 2021, I checked in... 340. Nice. <laughs> nice. So like almost double, yeah. Bumping your stats. Uh, let's see. I had, well, if we're going off that stat, I said I had 405 in 2020. In 2021, I had 628. Wait, what? <laughs> it's kind of a lot when you think about it. Uh, Considering there's only 365. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but again... These aren't all full beers. There's quite a few tasters in there. Important to note. Important to note that. Mm-hmm. Because it's 628 of 1.7 beers per day. Seems healthy. Throw away the other 
Be yep. sure to not tell your physician that. Maybe <laughs> your wellness check. Uh, how many beers do you drink? Uh, uh, about 1.7 per day. Let me see your untapped year review. <laughs> no, don't no, no, no. Your health insurance now wants access to your... <laughs> well, reserving any judgment for me, um, in 2020, my untapped check-ins reached 430. And in 2021, last year, I checked in 728. Mm. So, Nick almost two per day. But again, tasters mm-hmm. are king when it comes to getting stats. What was your first beer that you checked in for 2021? Oh, that's a fun stat. My first? I have not that option. I have. It's right here. It's right so, underneath your average rating. Yeah. Oh, Palms Away! Palms Away? What's... Palms Away? What's that from? I don't even I don't remember know. that I one. I gotta view the check in. P O M's or P A L? It was Pitt Street. Palms oh, away. like pomegranate kind of. I had deal. that on January fifth with Joseph at seven fourteen p.m. Oh, nice! My first one was Breakfast Ball. Uh, this was by Gizmo. It was an IPA. Uh, I still remember the can too. It had like a golf ball that cracked like an egg on the can. Really? I had that on cool January twenty first. Wow! I did waited a while into twenty twenty one to check that in. Did you not drink? Oh no, January, <laughs> January fourth, January fourth. Okay. Oh, it's, I was like, yeah, did you not drink yeah. anything at Pitch The date got <laughs> threw off. It wasn't in the standard United yeah. States thing. It's the fourth uh, of January. Dang, Americans were always doing the dates backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first check in of twenty twenty one was on January second. At home, I had a fat tire. Ooh, fat tire! So it's one of those beers that you've probably had before, and then you're like, wait, I've never checked this in, so mm-hmm. might as well. Um, so that was my first check-in of the year. New Belgium. New Belgium, Fat Tire. What's your top beer? My top beer for 2021 was the Fest Beer from Casita Brewing Company. Hey. Oh, was that I yours too? I gave it a 4.8. Oh, no. It wasn't, but I just that was a good uh, okay. time. <laughs> <laughs> I was there and I had fun. Fest top- Beer at Casita from like this past Oktoberfest, like a little bit ago? Yeah, like the one we just had. Dang. Would you give it Would you give it as a rating? <laughs> You mean the 2021? Yeah. A 4.8. My top beer was checked in 199 times by the untapped community. You must have done it at 4.75. Yeah, I think it runs. You ain't no here. premium subscriber to untapped. That's what you think. Mine also says 4.8 for my top check-in. That's what Mine. That's beer? Mine was actually one of the few 5.0 ratings that I've given. A 5.0? Yeah. I've been a little more lenient with them because I'm like, I can't be like, all right, this is going to be the best beer because how do you never know what's going to be the best beer you ever had until you have it? So, But mine was from none other than Local Oak Brewing Company. Mm. It was Real Men of Genius. Real, Real Men of Genius. Here's to you, Mr. Local Oak Brewing Guy. Mr. Local Oak Brewing Guy. <laughs> A.K.A. Ben. <laughs> Shout out, Ben. What up? Uh, actually, mine... Double shout out to Ben and Look Look was um, Shimmy Shimmy Coconut. Shimmy Look Shimmy Look. Coconut. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I went with Tyler one time, our friend Tyler. And uh, they usually do a rotating stout. Um, and they usually have one at a time because it's not you know a, a very popular style to go through. But I heard Speak it was good. for yourself. Well, I'm preaching the choir over here. <laughs> Um, to the yeah, that one I give a four seven five. Um, and nice. 
uh, it was checked. Uh, oh, my top beer was checked in 67 times by the untapped community. But I think the average was very, very high for that beer. It was like mm-hmm. four, two something maybe. Yeah. Um, very high. Tyler enjoyed. like that because he doesn't like stouts, yeah. right? Hmm. And he also liked their more recent stout. It was like a cinnamon House of the bone. Rising Bone. Yeah. I don't think I ever got that one because oh, it was, was gone good. by the time that I went. Was it gone? I've had it. Is Have this... you had it? Have oh. I had it? Maybe I've had it. Hmm. Right. What's your top beer of the year, Joe? Oh, you said yours. Yeah, yeah. Mine was that. Uh, my next four, though, are an interesting mix because it shows you your top five. I had Blueberry Crumble by Jay Wakefield Brewing. Jay Wakefield is, is Jay good. Wakefield, yeah. Yeah. Stouts and whatnot in Florida, right? Is that where they're at? Mm-hmm. Uh, I give that a 4.75. Then, Hair of the Dog Brewing Company. Uh, bourbon Fred from the Stone. That was a real cool one. That was actually at the brewery. That was from your Portland trip. In right? Portland. Oh, yeah. 4.75. Oh, yeah. Devil's Son from Edward Teach. Four seven five, and then this is just a tribute by Look Loke. Apparently, I'm throwing out four seven fives like they're my job. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun to see what your average rating was for the year. Um, and just to be clear, you did actually check in the uh, shimmy, shimmy coconut. Or oh, House the, of Rising okay, Bone. yeah, the yeah, shimmy shimmy. Yeah. I know I had. Yeah. Just to ease your mind a little bit. Um, ease my mind. Yeah, so my next four. So actually, it's funny. I had a. A Casita beer, which was the Release the Light Belgian that, Ooh, uh, that was good. Taj, our, our buddy Taj that works at Casita, did a collab <laughs> brew with the uh, the brewmasters there. Uh, that one was a very good Belgian. Um, then I had House of the Rising Bun, mm-hmm. which just talked about. And Nutella from Casita, and Ooh, then Hella Good, good Hair from New Anthem in Wilmington. Ooh. All those were 4.5 rated beers. So I'm a little bit conservative when it comes to the high. Apparently, I'm more loosey-goosey. What you Lucy got, Lauren? Goosey. My next ones were four fives. From where? Um, I already scrolled down. Uh, <laughs> Hella Good Hair at New England. Yeah. Oh, wow. A couple common denoms. Rick and Murky from Rick and McKellar. Oh, yeah. Rick and Murky. That was good from McKellar. Black Butt Porter. <laughs> Black Butt. <laughs> Additions. And Pomegranate Goza from Noda. I gave them all four Ooh, that fives. was a good one. Nice little mix of styles there for you, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of styles. Um, so I tried 82 different styles. Ooh, Ooh I tried 114. I pretty good. My top three were IPA, um, stout, and sour ale. Mine, too. Would you look at that? Now, here's the craziest thing. I also had 114 Ooh. different styles of F225. And my top were IPA, Stout, Sour Ale. Oh, look at that. Ale. We must drink together or something. We must <laughs> drink together. Almost like we do it on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah. How many breweries did you have? Rapid Fire, let me hear it. I had 211. What are you doing on your phone over there, Lauren? 119. 211, I only had 189. What was your top five breweries? <gasps> Guess what? Local Oak number one. <gasps> local Oak number one. Local, 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 local. All, all around. Um, Deschutes. Casita. Was number two. Deschutes was number wow, two. Hot must have done a lot there. And Pitt Street. <laughs> <laughs> Mine were Local Oak, Naughty Dog, Pitt Street, Casita, and Hopfly. All I North Carolina in the short 39 vicinity. unique beer check-ins from Local Oak. <laughs> I had 52 unique oh, from Local Oak. I had 50 from the Oak. Next closest was Pitt Street at 31. Naughty Dog at 26, Hopfly at 25, and Casita at 20. Which I, I like that my top five were all ones in Greenville or in the surrounding yeah. area with you know the Rocky Mountain area or Wilson mm-hmm. area. Yeah, that's what so, yeah, drinking local, all in there too. Real local. Um, Which, they actually get the average stats. 21 
We are well above average. As yeah. All of us. Uh, in many in many ways. <laughs> in many ways. That's what I'm going to uh, say when people say, you drink a lot. It's like, no, I'm above average. <laughs> I'm above average. I'm above average, right? Locations. Mm. They talked about venues. That's all right. Yeah. Where was your... Where are you ranked? Where are you a ranked fan of? I was ranked fifth, number five fan of Local Oak based on my check-ins. Apparently, that's pretty cool. Where is this? Go down a little bit underneath the venues. Top so I know five I was locations. I was up mm-hmm. there too for Local Oak. I was. Oh, I'm ranked twenty third fan of Local Oak. Twenty third, yeah, top twenty five. That's pretty good. I was a second fan of Jack Brown's beer and burger joint in Greenville. I had 123 seconds. Second fan. <laughs> that was 2021 was the year of notching for me at Jack Brown's. So. Yeah, getting that jacket. <gasps> Guess who my top drinking buddy was? <gasps> who? Joe. Oh. Guess who my top drinking buddy was? Joe. Oh. This is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was Lauren. I was my anybody's ha! top drinking buddy. Suck it! <laughs> Did you hear that, Nick? His top drinking buddy was me. <laughs> what does that say about me? Oh, it's okay. I'm not, it's okay. I'm not crying or anything about it. Do you need a tissue? No, I've got my sleeves warm. Your eyes are glistening. I've got a napkin over here. I'm fine. I got 70 less badges than last year, it says. Oh, really? 546. Bye. I have um, 429 more badges. 429 <laughs> more badges. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I have 429 badges and then I have 182 uh, more. It's like, wait, what are you doing? 182 more. I only drink year. beers for the badges, which I usually don't pay attention to the badges much, honestly. Like, they're just like, you get like six of them per check in. Well, January uh, 1st, like, there was like my first check in of the day. Uh, I went to, I think it was at, well, no, I went to lunch at uh, Bull City burger joint and i had a uh, an oktoberfest because they still had it on tap i was like i'm gonna get an oktoberfest while it's still available and i got like five badges one of them was called like the hair of the dog badge <laughs> like, oh, it must be like oh you're still drinking yeah 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 like, good for you hair um, of the dog. but i actually got three more badges this year than last year so that's progress mm-hmm. um, oh the last oktoberfest i had was not great it was that one that we had when we when we got the burgers that time. Oh, yeah. It was on sale. It was cheap. <laughs> and it was on sale for a reason because it was not good. In the what was this? Oktoberfest from yeah. where? Oh, it was, was Bells. It? Yeah, Bells. Because they were just trying to get the cake. But it was sitting. You could tell it was been sitting there since Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah. It was not great. Which pasteurized beer lasts? How long in the keg? Pasteurized beer. Why do we pasteurize beer? Uh, Unpasteurized beer. Uh, Let me see if I recall. I want to say. Why do you pasteurize beer? Up to to three months? What does pasteurizing mean? It means heating it up for a very short period of time to kill kill any microbes. Was that three three months? Three months for past and two ish for, I guess, 45 to 60 days. We don't pasteurize ours, do we? Uh uh. So it's only good for how long? (laughs) <laughs> not long enough. We don't we need to drink. We still pasta. drink it. We still drink it when it's. I mean, it's not. It just is the, your chance of <laughs> off flavors. It's not like you're gonna get like some horrible I... death infection. Some horrible death infection. Just horrible like a, death a infection. safe infection. Just a, yeah. just a less horrible death infection. Mm-hmm. Oh. A non-lethal. That's infection. a band name. Horrible death infection. <laughs> horrible death. That is that's a band name. Oh man. What a year in, in beer, though, huh? I know, right? It's it's always fun to get those stats, and then you're like, oh, wait. What a year. 
What a year. What's your goal for 2022? 10,000 check-ins, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> probably about the same. I mean, if I went any more, then that'd be a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, you should probably scale back. But this includes tasters, you know. I think it'd be reasonable for me to try to get to 2,000 this year because I'm already at... I'm close to 1,400. Not 2,000 for the whole year. <laughs> well, I see 2,000 total. 2,000 total. Total, yeah. oh, okay. Not, not additional. Oh, yeah, I'd have to do a lot because I'm only at 1249. So that'd be like 750 check Actually, there's a few I forgot to check in the other day. Because I know I, I, I did 700 plus last year. I'm at 545. So you could get to 1,000 this year, Lauren. That's doable. What? That's only what? 450-ish beers. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. All right, you know what time it is. It's time for Elsie's Pick of the Week. Can she open it? She did. Almost knocked over the microphone. All right, guess we gotta close our eyes. Close your eyes. Cause I said so. <laughs> beer, beer. I got my hood today, so I can just cover. Oh yeah, good idea. Eyes with my hood. That's some quality pouring. What kind of beer has Lauren cooked up for us this time? <laughs> Not cooked up, but you know what I mean. I've been cooking up the beer. All right, I got a glass. It's got some beer in it. Let's give it a sniff. Malty. Yeah. Um. Maybe some chocolate or some... Kind of a nutty yeah, caramel... Yeah. Like Almost like a be. yeah, like a little maybe a little pie crust in there, like graham cracker crust. Oh, delicious! That's the only kind of pie that I'm 100 percent down for is any kind of like graham cracker crust pie. Graham cracker crust, so much better than flaky pie crust, and I will fight anybody. <laughs> I don't really enjoy I pie crust. So. You don't like what kind of crust? Pie crust. You just like the filling. Yep. Well, that's why you do the graham cracker crust because. it's like, I like Graham Parker Crush, yeah. Especially if it's homemade. Yeah, my mom does hers. Mmm. Malt forward, for sure. Yep. And again, I'm getting like those bread crust, molasses kind of flavors coming along here. I feel like this is some brown ale of some sort. So I'm actually leaning more towards a porter myself. Oh, porter. Just because I'm getting like some... Hazelnut, some kind of like chocolatey nutty notes, but also like maybe it is more robust, more like a, yeah, like a roasty quality to it, lending it more towards like a porter. Yeah, it doesn't have like a strong roast. A little bit of sweetness too that I can't tell if it's like a. It's got a decent amount of bitterness too, which could lend itself more towards a porter. Mm. Perceived bitterness is moderate because balanced by a nice multi sweetness mm -hmm. the body feels smooth but it doesn't feel too full i'm gonna take, take a look, a look. yeah okay that color's about, about yeah right. it's like it's dark in the middle but by the edges it's light yeah, it's like lighter a, like a light brown but it looks kind of like a porter it's darker than a brown beer nice persistent tan head that's got a nice Viscosity to it. It's maintaining shape well. It's not super robust though. 
It gets like more. more bitter on retronasal. It kind of reminds me. Thank you. Oh my Whoa. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Pouring it all out there. So now maybe I'll get a really nice smell here. Let's see what I can get. And I'm noticing. Ooh, it's a little bit of a cascade going on here with the. Uh, I know it looks nitro-y, but yeah. it didn't sound nitro-y. I think it might be just the color of the. Like it's got like a tan off-white head. That's pretty foamy and smooth. Yeah, it's gotta be some kind of like chocolate porter, but reminds me a little bit of the uh, the Noda like coconut. It's like Coco Loco, so it's like a chocolate coconut porter. I don't really taste a lot of the coconut flavor, but. That sort of like soft chocolate flavor that like bounces out like the the bitterness of like the, the porter body itself. Um, I just don't know if I'm missing something here. Like in addition to like that, hmm. like kind of like br a dark chocolate almost where it's a little bit kind of like a, or a semi-sweet chocolate. Yeah. Because it's still like a sweet malt forward, but it's. A little bit of coffee, too. little, yeah. It's not, like, super roasty. Or it's not got an assertive, like, burnt flavor, either. Or that. It's got bitterness, but not, like, astringently so, or, like, burnt flavor. But I feel like this is a porter of some type. Better one's final assessment. Mm-hmm. I want to say coffee porter. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Well... This is an area that you guys still have some room for development. Is it a stout? It is a stout. Ah. Um, so this is Big Boss's Aces and Eights Coffee Stout. Yeah. Well, the line between porter and, and stout is gone. And usually the big distinction between a porter and a stout is assertive, roasty bitterness, which I don't get a lot of in this. Yeah. And this is a lot lighter body than I'm used to. It's like some stouts... Typically a little more viscous, but... So, de description of this. Um, Aroba Stout combines a blend of specially roasted <laughs> malts to give a rich backbone with notes of chocolate, espresso, and toffee. Larry's Beans, locally roasted Ethiopian and Honduran coffee beans, combined with their cold brew, impart a distinctive coffee presence. Ales and Eights has undertones of blueberry and roast character found hmm. in small batch beans. It is uh, 6%. ABV. Oh. So, Brewed and canned by Big Boss in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hmm. Big Boss. It drinks very light. For, it does drink very um, smooth. I guess for, I guess a coffee stout. Um, yeah, it's not like, I don't know. It's just very smooth. It's like, and that's what I even thought like from the malt profile that it was brown to start with because it had like a molasses-y mm -hmm. kind of bread crust yeah. not like not as much char like, mm -hmm. know, that kind of like really toasted malt that you get uh sounds like we need practice if we're going to do our cicerone yeah. exam yeah sounds like yeah need to practice sounds like we need to practice cracky cracky well you saw us you heard it here first we failed but we were close first to admit it we didn't say IPA, so that's better. <laughs> I would be highly concerned with your ability. Also, 
Let's just talk about how little you crack open these cans every time you open a yeah. can. Every time Lauren opens a can, it's like the least amount that it can be open in order for it to pull her out. You guys have any parting remarks? Well, I'm going to ask what we learned today. Yes, that's great. Usually are. I almost forgot from I, 2021. It's we, been... we learned that... Um... That pasteurizing is to heat it to a certain temp to, you know, kill microbes and mm. bad things. Yeah, it's not, um, it's like that joke, uh, the woman that wants to buy a bunch of milk for a milk bath. <laughs> <laughs> the milkman says, oh, do you, do you want need to pasteurize? She's like, no, it's up to my neck. <laughs> that's not the version I've heard. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Milkman. Um, I learned, um... You guys don't really like me that much because you spend all your time drinking together and not with me, so it's cool. It's a one-sided thing. I get it. It's fine. Yeah, I won't be hurt about it. It's fine. R.I.P. It's really out of a matter of convenience that he's just always here. Always here, <laughs> yeah. Guess what? I'm always here now. Yeah, I'm on here now. Nick, leave. <laughs> my goal, oh, that's my new goal of 2022 is to be Joe's number to one. To leave. Oh. To be my number one beer thing. You just check me in with all the beers. <laughs> Well, I think because it's like, obviously you remind, so it's like, I think mm. checking you in was easy for that part, but it has to be two-way street, I'm guessing. Yeah, so. must so be. That's probably what though, it is. Is I'm also there probably in these situations, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we're all there together, and right. y'all Not are probably just drinking more with each other, and then we go out on our trips, and then it's just us two. So we just mm-hmm. need to take you so, on all our trips. Yeah, there you go. Well, Or just me and Joe going <laughs> Yeah, we're <laughs> just going to go on trips more. and leave you in the dust. Oh, wait, you can't be included on those check-ins, and then we get uh, more stats. I don't. You don't like that? I don't endorse that. Alright, well. Well. Never mind. Yeah. What'd you learn, Joe? I learned the line between stout and porter is a thin one, and I cannot yet discern where they lie. It's indiscernible. <laughs> wow profound profound that should be on a bumper sticker i need to just drink more back-to-back porters and stouts oh that'd be good training to just figure out yeah dark beer day dark beer day we're just gonna do intensive training sessions some may call it alcoholism others call it training <laughs> most would call it alcohol <laughs> yeah. most would call it we call it preparation we. That's great, but, well, I guess that kind of wraps us up here. Episode number 15, first episode of 2022, Secondary Fermentation, presented by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. Check us out on Instagram at East Carolina Beer. Check out our website at eastcarolinabeerandbrewing.com. We're also on Twitter at East Beer and on Facebook. All right, well, that wraps us up. Until next week, we'll see you then.